Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a jock. The other plays games. Welcome, everybody, back to episode 16 of Two Fools Save the World. Sabri, man, it feels like it's been forever since we last did this. Well, that's because it has been forever, James. And... <laughs> To the people listening out there, I will apologize for the first week we missed. That was my fault. Me and James were ready to go. I took a quick little nap, and that nap turned into five hours, and I did not wake up till 11 o'clock. So I'm sorry for that. I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, sorry, we had to work, and then I had to work. I wasn't even going to throw you under the bus like that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, no, I'll jump in front of the bus. But yeah, so my apologies. That uh, first week was definitely my fault. I don't know who messed up the second week, but I'll, I'll, apo- I'll apologize to Sabri on that one. So there you go. I apologize to Sabri missing the second week as well. No, I was kidding. I, we, <laughs> scheduling conflicts and whatnot. You know, life. Fucking life. Heck, what, what can I say? Uh, throughout, throughout that, though, through the massive two weeks, I gave myself another quarantine haircut. I started Game of Thrones, and I'm actually starting to work out again. So I felt like, yeah, it feels like a lot has changed. <laughs> Dang, we we definitely have some things in common. Then I got myself a haircut. I've been thinking about contemplating to start working out, and yeah, been working a lot. So there we All go. Right. Not a kicker. Have did you give the haircut yourself? All right, you got me. I do my own haircuts. It's not. It's easy when you just shave your head, though. No, yeah, that's what I mean. I did it too. Hence the whole quarantine haircut, right? But mine's a little bit harder. So I just let the top grow. So I literally have to like hold my phone in like vicarious positions in order to get certain spots. So I don't, you know, fuck up my hair. And now to a point, dude, my hair is like long up top, like to the point where I can put it in the little tiny like man bun almost. (laughs) So So I I just want to be, yeah, I just want to be a good friend and uh, tell you all nobody else knows. Um, you missed a spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I Don't wear worry. hats literally twenty four seven. I mean, thank God we're in lockdown mode where I can wear hats twenty four seven and not to go out in the open world. <laughs> God forbid right. I get a date and I actually have to comb my hair and shave, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I know. Well it is what it is. It's been too long since we've done this little segment. So, of course, we're going to kick off episode 16 with a little segment we like to call A Little Good News. A Little Good News. By Two Fools. And throughout, you know, the last couple of weeks, there's have been cool things going in and out on the world. Uh, one particular thing that I thought was, like, pretty awesome, and this happened on this Sunday, was the uh, the first return of two NASA astronauts from the International Space Station who landed in, I believe, the Gulf of Mexico on Sunday. Um, It's a pretty historic event because it's the first time a third party outside of NASA uh, commercially built U.S. aircraft actually brought two gentlemen home from the uh, U.S. space station. And one thing I liked about, like before the astronauts left the International Space Station, they started prank calling a couple of people. <laughs> like they said, they prank called his wife. They were like, honey, I'll be in the ocean in five hours. I'll talk to you later or whatever. And this guy prank calling things like that, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, way to go, USA. We uh, <laughs> brought brought two, two boys home. Yeah, that was from uh, SpaceX, right? Yeah, SpaceX. So Elon Musk, uh, space... 
program company that he has now the dude's pretty pretty much the modern day tony stark yeah he, he's uh right he has uh rocket ships now and he's uh bringing people home and sending people up to space so yeah so no wonder tesla's 1500 bucks but yeah that guy seems to be a genius so uh, that's cool got home safe and uh anybody who uh prank calls their family gets a, a bonus uh congratulations from me <laughs> right so my good news is a little bit uh, about three weeks ago, I believe, but I've been holding it since we haven't done an episode in two weeks. You might have heard a little boy was attacked by a dog. So the story on that is uh, Bridger Walker, a six-year-old boy from Wyoming, has gained a lot of social media recognition after being attacked by a dog protecting his four-year-old sister. On July 9th, Bridger jumped in front of a dog, um, a German shepherd who was running towards his sister. And while shielding his sister, he was brutally attacked by the dog. Tragically, instead of uh, running off, the dog leaped and latched onto Bridger's cheek. And Bridger had to go a two-hour surgery that required more than 90 stitches, according to his family. And get this, when his father asked him, why he jumped in between the dog and his sister, he he told his dad, if someone had to die, I thought it should be me. Oh. Dang, that's so, right? I was like, man, how can we not share this story? How old so is he? Get, he's six years old. Wow. Pr- protecting his four-year-old sister. So as this uh, story got out and got more um, publicity, a lot of famous people were in contact with him like Anne Hathaway, Spider-Man, Tim Holland. Robert Downey Jr. called him and um, and was playing the part of uh, Tony Stark and told him he owes him a promise. So once this COVID thing is over, it looks like he gets to make a request to Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Evans, here's the kicker, Chris Evans, Captain America, is giving him a legit real Captain America shield. And they all agree that uh, Bridger is a true hero. And so I thought that was cool that all these uh, make-believe heroes are giving the true hero something, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, and that was like the good news. It's tragic that the dog got him, but just the way he protected his sister. Sometimes I wish more real men could act like this six-year-old boy. But, yeah, so that's my good news of, the, I guess, three weeks instead of weeks. That's crazy. Just the the pet space you got to be in to kind of realize it's, you know, the act of just having to jump in front of something, knowing something bad's going to happen. You need just, yeah, that's crazy to have that type of mental maturity at six years old. That's nuts. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. I'm sure his parents are proud. Um, his sister has to be uh, proud and, you know, just good for you, Bridger. Um, way to be brave and a strong man. Yeah, real life Avenger. That's awesome. Yeah. So, it is now August. We're in a new month in this crazy. I feel like 2020 is like a uh, TV show, right? So it's, we're on the next season of 2020. <laughs> right. Well, why not uh, start it off with a bang? No pun intended. If you heard what happened in Beirut this as of this morning this is like breaking news i feel like we're like a news podcast now because this literally happened as of hours ago hours meaning like maybe like 16 to uh, 14 to 16 hours ago 
But uh, have you heard the shit that happened there? Yeah, yeah. So I know a little bit about it. Beirut, they had a big explosion. I wouldn't call this a news podcast. I'd call this like one of those like comedy podcasts who just happens to break some news. But we're just two two fools that happen to see like, oh shit, something blew up, like type of thing. But (laughs) right, (laughs) they happen to be recording at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sounds that sounds more about our uh, our role in this thing. I mean, jokes aside, though, it is a very tragic thing that happened right now in uh, Beirut, Lebanon, uh, the capital of Lebanon, uh, Be- Beirut, I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, as of right now, at least uh, with the last news thing that I've heard or read and saw online, as of 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, at least 70 people are dead and over 3,700 people are wounded from this massive explosion. Uh, initially, what happened? A warehouse allegedly one small explosion kind of happened kind of sparking a fire uh then two other explosions confirmed explosions started happening so there was one initial explosion that kind of got people to kind of look out to going you know what the fuck was that and looking out towards and seeing this massive fire from this warehouse and then moments later a huge colossal like movie grade that you don't think would happen in real life fucking explosion blew up like Remember watching Terminator 2? And, and this is the only one that I can specifically kind of remember. There was a, a particular scene in Terminator 2 Judgment. Uh, was it Judgment Day, I think? Uh, where Sarah Connor is like standing outside in a playground area. And she's just kind of like walking around. She's next to a fence. And all of a sudden, like uh, a nuclear bomb or something hit. And everything the path of destruction just disintegrated everything. And that's literally what this explosion looked like. There was buildings next to this warehouse. And then an instant building wasn't there anymore. And it was nuts to just to kind of see the path of destruction that this explosion made. I was like dumbfounded. I thought it was, wasn't real at first. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's nuts. Yeah. And if uh, you guys can't picture it from James explanation or description, uh, YouTube, it, it is a pretty crazy explosion where, it just creates this huge, like, instant mushroom uh, starting from the ground up. And it's just like, boom. And, and whoever got it on video, you just see him fly backwards. It's pretty crazy. So they figured out what was at least the cause of what the massive explosion was. So this warehouse happened to hold 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate that was left just like unsecured inside the warehouse. What is ammonium nitrate, you might ask? Well, they have two basic things. One, you make bombs. Two, you make fertilizer. Either way, shit's bad. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. Well, actually, pun intended. This shit's bad. Uh, either way you look at it, it was bad. I mean, there was uh, numerous witnesses, though, that kind of thinking that this is a terrorist attack. This is allegedly. It's not saying it was. People are just kind of looking at it as a glorified accident for what it is right now. But there is talks that, you know, there might be something going on with Israel because people saw drones and stuff flying overhead. That's the speculation. There's no facts behind that. People are just kind of like stating uh, this is what's going on. Uh, but to give you a little bit of uh, context to how massive that explosion runs, again, 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate. Compare that to a bombing that happened in 95, the Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, that bomb had two tons of ammonium nitrate, which destroyed the one building that it blew up on and also shattered windows and other things like around the vicinity of where that building was. You know, compare two tons to 2,700 tons. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, yes. Well, we saw it on video, so we know it's crazy. So I heard this warehouse, it was, I heard it was going to be, or it is a 
they held fireworks. Yeah. You, so that's have another you heard thing of too. What type of building it was? I, I've heard that it was either a warehouse that stored fireworks or it was next to a warehouse that stored fireworks. So they're kind of thinking the fireworks is kind of what started a fire. So what the conspiracy theorists are going on is saying that, you know, Israel actually found out that they're holding this massive amount of chemicals in this one warehouse that just for like storage keeping. And from what they say, they somehow started a fire, either set up a couple of fireworks that then ignited all this ammonium nitrate. And then it just, you know, started to accelerate and accelerate and then boom. So, yeah. It, why would you hold a 2,700 tons of really explosive shit in a warehouse with fireworks? <laughs> I don't understand the concept behind that, but. Maybe they're preparing for 4th of July next year. I guess, yeah. I mean, having a massive uh, celebration for a non US uh, <laughs> country. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what they did. We're we're gonna sell all this ammonium nitrate to the U.S. and stuff because they they don't have any uh, fireworks stuff. So we're gonna hoard it all. So you know we're gonna sell it to them at a premium. Hopefully it doesn't maybe. blow up. Hopefully it doesn't blow up in my face. <laughs> well, maybe maybe ours is Fourth of July. There's is Fourth of August. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but prayers out to the people in Beirut, and I hope it the. Uh, death toll doesn't rise i can't see how it not i mean just look at the video you can see how crazy it was but oh yeah god be with him yes yeah for sure on a lot of tragedy in that explosion i don't know if it was attack or not i hope it was that there's so much evil out there though oh man look at you coming out with the conspiracy theories too I mean, well, think about it. It's easy, right? I mean, already they're getting hit with coronavirus already as well. So their hospitals are already crowded and getting overwhelmed with just the amount of people get contacted the virus. If you really, truly wanted to take out somebody and they're already going under financial troubles as well, they're, they're having an economic shutdown uh, where their economy is collapsing. How else can how would they be able to recover from a massive explosion of like mass and destruction from that? If you really wanted to make Lebion go bye bye, that's kind of the way to do it. Yeah. So uh, one of the reasons why they bring up Israel is because there's rumor that they saw drones and planes flying over right before the explosion. Yep. I don't know. There's so much evil out there. I hope that's not the case. But then again, I really hope not either. But it's fucking 2020 now. So I don't think anything's really going to surprise me (laughs) at this point. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. I'm just waiting for the aliens to come, man. I think they're already a couple months late. They should have came in August, or uh, they should have came in April. Are you kidding? <laughs> After 2020, the aliens probably went home. They probably went back to the, their species and said, it's not safe here. <laughs> yeah, they're like, whoa, like, fuck this shit. Yeah, we out. <laughs> There's some crazy motherfuckers on the planet Earth. Let's go to Mars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Mars is chill. <laughs> they just got right? a bunch of frozen shit. We're good. Speaking of crazy ass aliens, did you hear uh, what Trump wants to do with TikTok? Well, he's now made a formal deadline. There's a D day now for TikTok. Well, even uh, even before you get to the deadline, he wanted there was nothing. He just wanted to get rid of TikTok. Anything to do yeah. with China, he wants to get rid of. Yeah, I truly don't believe that though. You don't I mean, think. Well, what do you what don't you believe about it? I think there's a bigger play at hand. TikTok is a 
billion dollar company and i do believe and well that's kind of the points to kind of get into so there's a deadline going into it right so t saying if uh somebody doesn't buy tiktok meaning we want the uh, u.s company to own tiktok and the reason behind it is because the whole security risk of how much data that tiktok collects and tiktok uh, is owned by ByteDance, which is a beijing owned company in china and right. uh if you don't no, uh, if you haven't listened to our other podcast a couple episodes ago, I suggest you listen to that. We go into more detail about exactly what it is. Um, long and short of it, though, if a Chinese-owned company and government can literally at any time say, hey, we want this data, and the company has to actually give it to them, the short of it. Right. So because so it of that. it makes sense to me. Yeah. It makes it, sense it, of why it, Trump It does make sense. But this is the thing. So Trump, if he really wants it to be banned, I felt like it would have been banned a while ago. What he said is that he's given the opportunity for a U.S. company, in this case is being Microsoft, a huge tech company, mm -hmm. to buy the app. Right. But and if but if they bought it, a large portion of that money has to go to the U.S. Treasury. And when I read that, that kind of got a red flag. I'm like, what? I mean, and it's not totally uncommon for the government to kind of get a cut from that though but it's uncommon in a purchase of this magnitude and this is like talking like a billion dollar company and this is going to be a crazy thing and they're kind of uh we're bullying bite dance too it's either like all right either you're gonna sell to us or you're not gonna have us in general so they're kind of screwed either way either if they don't want to sell and they want to keep their intellectual property with uh, tiktok they're gonna basically say no we're not gonna sell to the u.s and they're gonna lose a huge market share because a lot of right. uh tiktok creators are from the u.s um and if they well, well, is it this... only the u.s it's europe also europe is getting rid of them too yeah, Europe and things are getting rid of them as well. So they're getting bullied. And, you know, if they don't sell, they're going to get banned and they're basically not going to, they're going to lose a bunch of their creators anyway. So I don't know if the app's going to be as good as it was. But what, right. got, what got my eye, though, is the fact that, yeah, if Microsoft does buy it, a lot of that money doesn't even go to ByteDance or whatever. It goes to the U.S. Treasury. And I'm like, what? Like, that's that's why I don't get I mean, they're they're paying ByteDance uh to own tiktok i don't get how the u.s treasury ends up getting a large portion of that money so they're kind of they kind of get fucked now i'm not saying you know i'm trying to defend tiktok or anything like that uh the stuff that i actually know the information that they take yeah i do feel it should be in the hands of uh, a more secure source microsoft is heavily known for their uh, data security and their practices and i would feel confident if they own said data that it's i feel confident that they're keeping my data secure so it's it's really up in the air it's like fuck <laughs> it's 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 it, damn if you do damn if you don't so yeah so i i knew about this situation last week and i immediately said well this looks like a stock opportunity. <laughs> so I bought Microsoft. And do you know who else is in the running? It's, it's not just Microsoft anymore. Apple just jumped in the mix today saying, are you, was it today or yesterday, that they want to buy, that they want to purchase TikTok. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins it. I also bought Apple stock. So I'm mm. as long as one of those two win, my stocks look good. But yeah, so... Uh, it's not just Microsoft anymore. It looks like there's going to be a small bid war 
And I'm and I'm curious who's friendlier with Trump, because I was um, thinking that that was going to be an issue. Is, I'm not sure in this instance who I'd rather have own that. If I'd rather have Apple own it, or if I'd rather have Microsoft own it, I think I'd rather have Microsoft own it. To be honest, I think I'd rather have Microsoft own it too. They just seem more, I guess, responsible. But who knows what the hell Apple's going to do? But either or, I own both stocks. So long as one of them gets it. It'll make me a little bit of money, so I'm happy. Well, here's the thing. I don't think if, if a the company actually gets it and they own an intellectual property, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same TikTok, I don't think. Because I think they're going to basically stripe it down and kind of re-engineer the app and kind of load it back up. I feel actually if TikTok sells and U.S. owns it, I think TikTok is dead, honestly. You think so? Why is that? They're going to re-engineer the app, so it's going to be down for a while. It's not going to be something that's like, okay, hey, give us a week. We're going to reload it, and we're going to do it. It's a, it's a big app, and it collects a lot of data, and there's a ton, shit ton of data going around it, too. And to protect that much right. data, we're talking quadruple terabytes of information and things going about. It's going to be hard to believe that they'll be able to turn it around in a short amount of time to be able to throw it up to where Trump is pleased. Because I I do feel kind of like he, he, I feel like he's taking two angles. He's taking one angle of like, you know, I want to collect, or or, sorry, collect, I want to protect the American people and their data and stuff because we don't want it to fall in hands of like, you know, foreign uh, government and stuff. And then he wants to collect money on the deal. He's like, I want to make money on it and I want to, you know, make sure that we are fairly compensated for allowing the US to be able to use TikTok. So I don't really see the financial gain from Apple or Microsoft if they own it. They're not really getting anything on it. They're being forced to buy it and forced it's like it's it's like the Trump's a parent and he's forcing his kid to play football or something like that when they don't want to play football. <laughs> He's basically saying, all right, you're going to play football and you're going to go to this damn school and you're going to like it. And the well, kid no, ends up going, they're going to like it. Well, they'll get money based off ads and stuff, all that ad revenue. Yeah, but what, did, what, what it's going across, though, is what they're saying is that Trump wants that sum of money as like, if you want to be able to uh, be able to host this in the United States, you want to be able to use it, then you got to pay us in order to have the privilege to use it. That's how I read into it. I can't imagine Apple and Microsoft being around for years, not knowing what they're doing when they buy this. They're going to get theirs. Like, yeah, but it's a, it's a government force buy, though. That's what's weird about everything. Is like it doesn't it doesn't sound forced though because Trump originally is. wanted to shut it down, Did and then get... Microsoft Microsoft jumped in saying we want to buy it. No, they and didn't Trump- jump in to do that. They had a conversation. Trump and Microsoft had a conversation. And after that conversation, then Microsoft decided to go forward and trying to have a buyout of ByteDance, a.k.a. TikTok. Right. But originally, the process was Microsoft won- was interested. And then Trump still announced that he was going to shut it down. And then they had the conversation. No, so it was I think di- Microsoft it was, different. was always... It was different, dude. Sure? It was like they they were kind of forced to do it. Based on everything that I read, they uh, only became interested because the only way that the app would stay alive if a U.S. company were to buy it. Well, here's the interesting part in it. So we talked about Apple. 
we talked about Microsoft. Did you know Facebook is making their own version of TikTok? Which is smart, I think. (laughs) Well, it's supposed to come out, and I don't know when it's coming out. But So they have their own version. So I wonder if this is their way of kind of cock-blocking Facebook to make sure they don't have monopoly on that type of app. Well, that's so, what's well, that's kind of like what I think about it too, because when they actually buy the app, like it's going to be down for a while. Like it's not going to be like, okay, hey, US owns, so US is now an own thing of TikTok. At least this is what I think. It, I could be wrong, but I think we, if US, Microsoft, say Microsoft buys the app, we buy the app. You know, it's not going to immediately be released the next day, or it's still going to be down for like a numerous weeks or whatever while they kind of reconstruct the app and do things. But then that time, Facebook, uh, if they're making their own version of TikTok, they could launch their app and it can start getting majority of market share. And then TikTok will come up if TikTok has problems initially because they kind of rebranded everything and it's not the same as it was. Yeah, they're going to lose all that shit and everybody's going to go to new Facebook stuff because it's new and it's fresh. Right are knowing our society they're just going to have both anyways yeah but i think that i don't think this is a money-making deal though i think it's just kind of like a forced initially when i thought i'm like oh shit hey microsoft is gonna own it oh man they're gonna make a lot of money off of it then after i read all like the red tape behind it and like how they're kind of being forced to do it in a way yeah i don't see anybody making money out of it well as long as i make money out of it when my shares go up, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Again, just my opinion. I'm not speaking purely facts. I'm speaking purely hypothetical. It's just what I think. Damn it. Don't you know by now your opinion don't mean shit? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it means something to me. I mean, I'm just a security technology guy. I mean, you know, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Actual career security manager, business and security, just saying. Your knowledge has nothing to do with this. <laughs> like I might have a little bit to say on it. Just saying. <laughs> uh, we value your input. But I digress. <laughs> so enough about this tech talk. Let's move on to sports. sports I know you've sports, been uh... sports, 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 sports. I'm happy it's back. It's been crazy. Sports have been crazy. Yeah. Watching it now. Well, the sport we're about to get into, it's not really back. There's a lot of like issues going on right it's weird so i don't think since the last time we did a podcast like you know basketball started again uh uh, baseball started up you know uh what else i think hockey's still playing uh hockey's not a sport (laughs) sorry canadians our three canadian listeners now man are just like started flipping their tables and whatnot i believe we have two in canada (laughs) we have we have two percent listeners in canada and we just lost them Great, thanks, Sabri. <laughs> no, they're they're still with us. They're they're probably just punching each other in the face right now. It's okay. They're nice, so they apologized after flipping her table after they heard us say that. So it's all good. Anyways, <laughs> I went to dinner uh, and I watched a baseball game. At least started to watch. It. I forgot who was playing, and I was looking at TV and I'm all like, oh, I guess they're actually allowing people in the stands now. Okay, and oh, I kind of looked a little bit closer. And I'm like, what the hell? And I kind of like looked at it. I'm like, man, that dude has a badass glare on his face, man. He's either white as fuck or something's wrong with him. And then I just kind of realized, I'm all like, are those cardboard cutouts? I'm like, what the hell? So they're putting cardboard cutouts in like the seats. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, okay. that's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know if you were if you were a baseball player, would that uh, would you be comfortable with that, or would that kind of freak you out looking into the stands seeing these cardboard people? 
it would weird me out to a point. I mean, some other like teams, I think like the Astros actually are starting to use some technology where people can actually press a button to either boo or cheer and it goes over the loudspeaker. So essentially they can, yeah, so the Astros can just be like booed because they're like, you know, fucking cheaters and whatnot though, but you can either cheer for them as well. So that's kind of neat. I mean, having sports, like the big thing about it is having like the fan interaction and like cheering them and getting that adrenaline based off of the crowd and like the vibe and everything. And that's hard to get that with this fucking plastic cardboard cutouts and sex dolls looking around all over the place <laughs> with their own they're not booing they're giving you their own face yeah, like, oh yeah or something like that i can imagine that gert, like gert, gert, gert. Yeah, like man the crowd's excited as it pans around like okay <laughs> well since you brought up the astros i want to talk about a quick thing so the astros got caught cheating and they cheated the dodgers out of a world series and uh, so none of the players got suspended. Well, recently the Dodgers played the Astros and Joe Kelly, a relief pitcher for the Dodgers, threw the ball at the Astro, like beamed him. And they kind of taunted him when he walked out, when he got ejected from the game, which no was shit. funny as shit. But get this, not one Astro got suspended for cheating. Joe Kelly got suspended, I believe, for like eight games. Damn. Crazy, right? Damn. That's crazy. You get caught cheating, win the World Series, yeah, slap on the hand. You you hit a guy with a baseball. That's part of the game for cheating. And you get suspended for eight games. Yeah. Damn. That's Damn. crazy. I know. I so I thought I would just share that with you guys since you brought up the Astros. <laughs> crazy. I know. Yeah, a lot of you other. You want to go into basketball or you want to go into baseball? I mean, football. Well, there's an interesting thing that I read about a little earlier with like college athletes in the Pac-12. Oh, so yeah. Per- apparently, there's a little bit of a holdout going on. And I kind of literally read about this. I don't know how long it's been going on, but I, I read a little bit about it right before the podcast. A lot of Pac-12 football players are threatening to opt out of you know fall camp and actually games unless the league meets a certain criteria demands that they're wanting. Which some of them I can understand, but another one I'm all like, whoa, dude, you ain't getting that. Uh, so the list of demands that they're trying to get is like, you know, players are asking for safety precautions amid the pandemic. Granted, that I makes feel sense. that yeah. that's, yeah, that should be automatic. I feel like the leaguers should do something in order to protect the student athletes to make sure they feel safe. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, medical insurance for six years after eligibility ends. And that one I'm all like, well, I mean, I, I, I kind of see where it makes, well, sense. That makes sense because you don't know what after effects the coronavirus is going to have. Well, yeah, you made so the point as far as the coronavirus and I get that and I understand that. But, you know, not everybody's going to get the coronavirus necessarily. So it's still the, better to be safe than sorry. You know? I guess that when I saw so that, I, I'm all like, huh. that makes sense to me. Yeah. And then the next one. Uh, they want to have a permanent civic engagement tax force to address social injustice issues. So what does that mean? AKA racism and other different uh, acts of social injustice. So apparently there's a lot going on. They feel like uh, some of the black athletes are being treated unfairly, not just black athletes, but other athletes as well. They just happen to uh, pinpoint out black athletes in this particular kind of list of demands that they had out, which mm-hmm. I don't really know of any news or anything where it's actually there's facts of that actually happening. I mean, have you heard anything about that on college athletes? 
no, but I'm sure it can be out there. But you got to remember, college is different than professional. In college, it's the head coaches that are the big deal. In professional, it's the players that are the big deal. So I don't know if we would hear too much. I'm sure it's out there, though. I'm sure it is, too. But from the way they made the statement, it felt like it's something that's like a regular thing. It's And, yeah, I I just saw that, and I'm like, okay, it seems like they're trying to tack on multiple different things at one point. They're trying to uh, address, like, certain racism things as well as another thing related to coronavirus. So it's like kind of going back and forth on different things. Uh, The last one that they demanding is that the league distributes 50% of each port's total conference revenue to be spread evenly amongst athletes in their respective sports, not just football, but like, I guess like, you know, baseball and water polo, track and field, whatever Uh, they want the league to pay their athletes. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh, looks like there's not going to be any college sports. (laughs) I mean, 50%. Holy fuck. Like, wow, man. That's to to give a little idea behind that. I think last year, uh, I know one school made around 70 million for, so I think 50% of that, they want 35 million to be spread evenly across student athletes. Yeah, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Now, I'm not saying I don't want them to get paid. I mean, I agree with that. I feel like student athletes should get a little bit something, Uh, not necessarily an actual. And there's another podcast we did back in the day where if you want to listen to that, we did. <laughs> uh, episode five, cheap plug, uh, show me the money should NCAA, uh, NCAA athletes get paid. I highly suggest listen to that. It's a fun episode. But going back that to was, it. That was a good episode. And there's no such thing as a cheap plug in their own podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think they should get paid, though. I don't feel they should get like an actual paycheck, but they should get taken care of. Uh, aka room and board uh, meals and a little bit of money to be able to like do things not the like club stuff throwing money in the air type of money that some of these professional athletes get made but the college actually shouldn't be struggling I feel Mm, well that's going back to our last episode like months ago but yeah I'm on the side where they probably don't need to get paid just because of all the gray areas. They have to do it in the right, the right way. But as far as this 50%, it's more, it seems like strategic ask for like an enormous amount. Just so when they come down, it seems like they came down to some, you know what I mean? Some kind of level price. Give us 50. We'll give you five deal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, they're like we got five boys all right we would have we would have taken two yeah so it's kind of one of those situations there's no way they're getting 50 percent because if you think about it so they're going to spread it around equally to all athletes or whatever well does that mean they could take away their scholarships now because now they're getting paid right you know what i mean and not every school is getting 70 million dollars some schools right. like their athletics are struggling where they're getting peanuts. Yep. So, so I'd be careful what they ask for because if they start getting this money, well, then schools are going to be like, well, we're going to take away scholarships to save money. So either yeah. way, the school's going to get theirs. So they need to be careful of uh, exactly what they ask for. 
they were also talking about having the ability. Well, a lot of it's based off of coronavirus, right? So there was a lot of talks online, like, well, if you're just afraid that much about coronavirus, just don't play. Like, just simply set out a season. Um, right. I don't think there is any NCAA rules or anything to say that a student can sit out a season. I mean, there, there's a terminology of red of redshirting, right? So you can sit yeah, out a season. So That's, there's each, that, but yeah. Each student gets two years of redshirt. Uh, one, I believe one is just for the coach's decision and one is for injury. So I don't know. But what if someone used their red shirts already, you know? Right. So I don't know exactly how that would go. Some Because, you know, you got a limited window as a college athlete if you want to go pro or even if you just want to play. So right. maybe the NCAA would have to make an exception to this year. Which I think they probably should. I mean, granted, the, the retro thing is a real deal. You know, I heard I tore my quads up when I had a full ride over to the CSULB and I couldn't. I would register for one year, but I couldn't continue the next year after that because it was a really bad injury. And yeah, I lost my scholarship because of it. So that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're talking about, you know, what they want to make sure that, you know, the athletes can't lose their scholarship because they're afraid of going out to play, risking coronavirus and whatnot. And I agree with them that there should be something that allows them to be able to sit out but not losing their scholarship. Well, that makes more sense to me than asking for 50 percent of the money yeah enough enough about college let's go to the nba so you know uh brooklyn had uh four players that tested positive and they couldn't even start the season they had to delay the games because of that yeah that was crazy because they i forget they, they had like four players that had Corona tested uh, back in March, I want to say. And I think actually they were one of the first teams to actually have that. Wasn't that like that dumb fuck that was making fun of it and he like touched all the microphones? Wasn't that the, a dude from the uh, the Nets? Um, Gobert? No, he was on the Jazz. That was oh, okay. uh, the center Gobert. Gobert. I forget how to say his name. Yeah, he was literally like t- touching every microphone. He was all like, oh, you know, this shit, you know, ain't real or anything like that. And touching all the microphones and like walking out and everybody making like fun of him and things. But. That happened. But yeah, so now four people got the coronavirus amidst the start of the season. They had to delay it a couple of games. I think there was like 14 days quarantine. So they had a little bit of a late start. And because of that, the playoffs are going to start a little bit late because they're still trying to figure out the last couple of seeds. Right. I think it's just the eighth seed. But you know yeah. who got the first seed, right? I haven't paid attention to who got the first seed. The Lakers. Oh, shit. Lakers. Yeah. Lakers, but but even though they got the first seed, the other LA team, the Clippers, are the number two seed. And that the Clippers are the Bucks. They're saying might be the only teams that could beat the Lakers. Ah, Clippers, strippers, rail flippers, Bucks, Ducks, pickup trucks. It don't matter. Lakers and four. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I'm not a big fan of either of those teams. So Lakers, Fakers, and Undertakers. Clippers, slippers, and two dollar strippers. Bucks, Canucks, Jeremy sucks. Bulls in four <laughs> years. Four years. Give it to the Bulls. Oh. Granted, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jeremy's our other brother, who's uh, part of our little entourage. And Jeremy, I'd like to say, you suck. You suck. Bulls in four years, Jeremy. It's not about the Lakers today. It's about the Bulls tomorrow. Uh, crazy. 
In hindsight, though, I actually do think the Clippers are probably going to pull. I don't know who is going to win, but the Lakers are doing pretty good. I actually kind of hope it's, this Lakers do win so I can just fucking go around and stay that line Lakers in four all the time because I think it's really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, yeah. It is pretty funny the first time you told that to me. I was like, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. <laughs> it's making up all kinds of different rhymes and stuff. Lakers in four. That's right. Yeah, it's true. I had to listen to them. But enough about basketball. It's time to talk about the best sport in the world, and that's football, the NFL. So, I know, right? So the NFL, as soon as it's exciting, we're opening up training camp, and what happens? They test all the players before they get into training camp. 95 NFL players test positive. Crazy. 95. That's a grip. And that's just the first day. 95. Uh, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Man, you couldn't hold it in, huh? You had to do it. Yeah. So 95 players tested positive for COVID-19. Um, some players, including Ezekiel Elliott, Von Miller, those are some of the high-end players. Then even uh, two head coaches, the Eagles head coach, Doug Peterson, and the Saints head coach, Sean Payton, tested positive. Yeah, then, yeah, Doug Peterson just kind of that was just announced a little bit earlier today. He was optimistic about it though. He was all like, Psh, uh, "Okay." He's like, "I'll start. I'll coach these people via online or something. We have a Zoom chat, and I'll coach him." So he was pretty optimistic <laughs> about it. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, what's well, funny because you know you don't feel the symptoms, but you have it. So some people are able to um, do activities even though they have it. But but yeah, you got to keep them away, or else you'll give it to someone else. So yeah, that's pretty yeah crazy that the head coaches are getting it. And you gotta remember these these coaches are not in the best shape. So some of these overweight coaches who just eat pizza all the time and don't sleep, yeah, they might they might not be they're older too. They might not be a good candidate to get it. So they yeah. gotta be careful too. They're up there in age, and yeah, they got money. Yep. <laughs> they, they yeah, then uh. So the NFL the, uh, medical stuff, but yeah, the NFL has uh, set a opt-out deadline on August six. So that what that is is, if you're not going to play the season because of COVID nineteen, you have till August six to opt out. Well, as of today, August fourth, forty five players have opted out of the twenty twenty season, and the Patriots are leading the way with the most uh, opt out players with eight. Which is funny because now it's like, oh, they lost Tom Brady. I wonder if they're trying to tank the season. They're like, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Right? Brady's gone. We're not playing. Our Belichick's like, hey, guys, uh, opt out so we could have a good pick and uh, excuse why we didn't win this year. You think Cam Newton's kind of going, what the fuck? (laughs) I know. Cam Newton's like, I just got here. He's like, hey, man, like, come on. I I mean, I came in to win. And they're like, nah, nah, we're going to sit down. Don't worry about it. Yeah, not this year, Cam. Not this year. He's like, what the He's like, trade me. But nobody wants you to trade me. But yeah, I think you're the one who brought it up. What OBG said, OBJ said, Odell yeah. Beckham. Yep. He went on uh, some interview and he basically said that he feels like the season shouldn't happen. Yeah. So his exact quote was, we're not ready for football season. So why are we trying to push forward? It's obviously for their money. And that bothers me because there's always been this. And I hate to say it like that, 
but the owner's attitude is, oh, we own you guys. And just of that unfairness going that they don't see us as human. So, yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty, yeah, he gave a pretty strong statement by saying that. It's a pretty and strong it's, statement, but don't you think it's a little hypocritical? Well, he's still going to play. Why exactly. is it hypocritical? Because he's going to play. Fucking sit out then if you're worried about your shit. I mean, I like, um, OB, I like OBJ. I'm probably going to draft on my fantasy team. Don't get me wrong. But still, if you're, th- if you're saying all that, yeah, that's fine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, <laughs> time out, time out. Sorry, sorry listeners. Uh, me and James are in the same fantasy league that... I have won back-to-back championships. Are you really planning on drafting him? Because I was thinking about drafting him, and I need to know this before we get into a bid war. I need to mentally prepare myself for my draft. I already told you you can have the Devin Funches already, and I, I, meant, <laughs> I meant that. You can have him. He's all yours for this season, this season only. <laughs> I, I might make a statement for OBJ. On top of that, Sabi brings up a good point about, you know, as we're saying fantasy, this is going to be the most craziest fucked up fantasy football year like ever. Because you're going to have to literally be uh, like looking on the news like every single day because it could be literally 10 minutes before a game. Somebody happened to go to a party where somebody had COVID, uh, you know, coronavirus and COVID-19 and the player has a maybe of chance of like he might had it so instead of risking the rest of the players in the game they're gonna make that player isolate 10 minutes for the game and you're out the running back and you got to pick somebody up so you're gonna have to be on your shit this year man i just so i started doing my research and i was like you know let me let me look into these like sucky players just in case i am desperate and i was like ah this guy looks like a good sleeper and that sleeper opted out of the season. I'm like, what? You're not even good enough to opt out. And he opted out. And I'm just like, man, this is going to be a lot of, for me to three-peat, it's going to be a, a lot of hard work and, and a lot such, of luck. A lot of luck. Such a good sleeper, he fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, so so back to, back to OBJ. You said he was a hypocrite. I don't know. I don't think he's a hypocrite. If he makes my fantasy team, he's definitely not a hypocrite. If he makes your team, then yeah, he's an asshole. My but, only things with like what he said. I mean, I agree with what he said. I mean, I'm not saying what he said was wrong. I believe the context is how he said it. He's bringing it up in an odd way where the stuff that he said has definitely merit to it, though. But the way he brought it up to a point where like you're not being forced to play. So why are you making accusations that essentially people own you and, and essentially you know we know what he's talking about he's trying to reference slavery right that's like you know he's a black man he's playing football and the owner the owners own him necessarily so you know play football but he has the opportunity to uh, opt out he has a chance to i walk. don't i don't think he yeah it's hard so i think uh, he was totally it. trying I, to he I, was I, totally I, trying to make it a race thing for sure you think so absolutely 100 yeah, it's hard because i just read it i didn't hear his tone and sometimes it's hard to put it in the right context but yeah, I don't know. He he could play. He doesn't have to. But it's hard for NFL players at that level to skip years in their prime. One, for their money. He's getting paid a lot. Two, for greatness. Like, if, if you want to be great, you pretty much have to play almost every year, you know, to have right. those statistics. So it's hard not to play. I don't – like, if me and you were in that, that position, would you play? Uh, I, think, I think I would. 
Well, it's easy for me to say I'm in I'm in the more dangerous position than he is. I'm in the actual like COVID ICU unit. So yeah, I would say I would play. (laughs) You're in the heart of it. Like football ain't nothing compared to where you go through. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So yeah, I guess I would play just because of that. Yeah. I am comfortable in embracing the hermit life that I have now lived myself in. I, I have not been outside in like, I don't know how many days and my beard is now almost past my chest. So I'm enjoying life essentially. What I didn't, well, what I kind of heard though, I mean, I, I granted people, so there's always the kind of argument of what's worth more. This is to put it in the most extreme circumstances, but is your life worth more than the money that you make, right? So there's always that to say. Uh, A lot of players in the NFL, these high-profile athletes, normally just kind of like blow their money like nothing, and a lot of people don't have anything to fall back on. Very few people actually save money to actually have a little nest egg. So if shit is the fan, you can survive for a little bit. So hence, that's why a lot of these people aren't opting out. I feel like if more people were in that position, more people would opt out. The fact that they're playing not necessarily means they want to play, just that they don't have any money to support them for the rest of the year. That being said, there's something that the NFL has offered. I don't know if you knew about this, though, but if you actually sit out for the 2020 season, the NFL is actually paying you a quarter of a million dollars uh, for that year. You get uh, $250,000 just for sitting. Oh, that's I didn't know that. That's nice of them. Yeah, which is cool. So I thought I can, which it's kind of weird. I feel no wonder. no wonder yeah. my shitty ass player opted out. He's probably getting the same money to not play. Yeah, it varies based on like I guess skill level or whatnot, though. So it's in it's between one hundred and twelve thousand to two hundred a quarter of a million dollars, two hundred fifty thousand. If they uh, opt opt to sit out, they get a little bit of a stipend just to you know they can make ends meet. Dang, must be nice. Imagine if we got money to opt out of our jobs for one year. Shit, yeah, man, I'd be happy with like just 50 grand let alone a quarter of a million shit right it's like hey you don't have to do uh, the icu unit for a whole year all right cool (laughs) see you guys in a year where do i sign (laughs) right i still feel it's kind of really early stages to even i feel like shit's gonna hit the fan a little bit more because you're a pessimist listen we need our football. We need not our really. fantasy I'm, football. Not really. I'm an extreme optimist, really, to be honest. But I just kind of see I'm a realist at the same point, though. And I see kind of the things the way it is. And That's I see something things. a pessimist would say to make <laughs> me believe he's not a pessimist. I see things continually going down the rabbit hole of where, you know, coaches are getting the shit now, the fucking Rona. By the way, episode two to Rona, listen to that one. I'm just going to be doing plugs all the time. <laughs> but uh, staff is getting it now. Texas is a freaking crazy shit now. We're like, a, that's going to go to like a lockdown state. Colorado's getting worse. Florida is like really getting bad with Corona. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they delayed the season or let alone just say 2020 is not happening. And not, not the same with football. I mean, I mean, I football is a little bit extreme. Forward. Football's a little extreme with their other sports, though, because it's a full-on contact sport. You look at basketball, it's not right on contact. You know, you're in an arena, you're a little bit spaced out. Football, you're, line, you're linemen. You got five dudes lined up next to each other in front of five other dudes trying to push them out the way and hugging, essentially, and pushing and, like, all kinds of stuff. Not wearing mask anyway, and by the way, too. So literally, person's breathing under the other person. So there's a lot of 
high risk in football to attract this virus. I get what you're saying. I definitely could see it go down the rabbit hole and just one thing after another. But the owners do seem pretty intent on making it happen and getting their money. So I think I think it will happen. I think the only way it doesn't happen is like someone dies. If some if a player dies, then yeah, it's gonna get shut down. Until until then, I I can't see it happening. You know, because we're talking about like young, fit dudes. You know, so they're I think for the most part they're brushing it off. In that scenario, I think what would happen if like a head coach would pass away or something extreme. So that's the one. That's the one. Would they make a big deal if a coach died? Because those coaches, I yeah, I could see the coach not making it like they they fit the the bad covid uh scenario or cases i see right so if that were to happen i don't know how they would handle it but but yeah that's the only way i could see uh it getting shut down i think the season is going to start though essentially i don't feel it's going to finish like i feel as a, like as, as as if anything shows based off of the other sports that happened less contact you know the nba has gotten people uh the baseball you know the marlers the the marlins i believe that you said earlier they have a outbreak that they're dealing with you know members of the cardinals 13 people who got coronavirus and stuff and they're just barely starting the season yeah and that's baseball baseball is not a contact sport at all well a little bit it's a little bit of contact but it's it's much less contact than actually football and yeah. I'm not trying to be a hater. Like, I love football. Football, uh, every Sunday, my ass is glued to this couch that is next to me from 10, uh, 9.30 a.m. to make sure my fantasy football stats are okay all the way up till 8.30 when they're playing Sunday night football. And on occasion, right. yeah, occasionally, Sabra and I would hang out and have a couple of, I'd drink beer and buy Sabra food at the local bar, and we would watch football there for, like, all day and stuff, you- so. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You buy me food? All right, I'll take it. You can buy me food. <laughs> yeah, so all I hear is excuses for you not preparing for this year's Fantasy Football League. And don't expect me to fall for that shit. Hey, hey all we know this season perfectly falls into my random ass way of picking teams. <laughs> I am I, know, right? I am saying it now. I am favored to win this season based on my previous seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So Three, James has for well, people yeah. that don't know, James has a unique style of picking players. I have a particular he, set of skills. Yeah, <laughs> and they're not really skills. He just kind of throws his pencil on the he he throws his pencil on the paper, and wherever the pencil lands, he drafts that player. Madden is a legit to- way to draft, man. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, so so James does research off video games, and James does research off of if they played good five years ago. Other than that, it's all in the air. We don't know who James is going to draft, but he makes it work. So kudos to you for being a halfway decent fantasy player. Like to everybody, freaking respects me. For sure. I'm always the last one being picked. Nobody wants me in their division. <laughs> That's true. I will I will go on the record and say I do not want you in my division because for some reason 
as good as I am in fantasy football, James is one of the few pe- people that his team just beats my team. I don't know why. It just happens. So, yeah, I will go on the record and say I am scared of James' team. Even if he had no one on his team, I would be scared <laughs> of his team. Yeah. There were another buddy of ours who had a quote-unquote undefeated season before, oh, yeah, he, play, bef- before he played me. <laughs> <laughs> he he won every game in the season except for two, and those two happened to be played just by me. Yep, that's yeah. true. So I remember. Yeah. And I another mutual friend of ours, Joe's. I I have stopped playoff runs. I have stopped championship runs. I killed dreams. Yeah, that's that's my uh, fantasy football. Resume. All right, all right. Enough about <laughs> you. It's not the James Fantasy Football Channel. All right. I think this is a good way to end our show by bragging about James' uh, successful fantasy games. So yeah, yeah. Should <laughs> you, do more of that. Better, I like it. <laughs> you, you better do your research because you know I got a I got a title to defend this year, so I'll be doing mine. I already got Madden twenty twenty one on pre order, baby. We're good. <laughs> And I'll just be researching. Hopefully no one has COVID. All right, Uh, everyone. Sorry we missed two weeks. It's good to be back. You guys have a safe week coming up. Ditto. Be safe, everybody. Take care. Bye.